show. All right. Good evening, everybody. It's Ronnie here from Surviving the Badge Podcast. Welcome to Choir Practice. Today is our first episode. Thank you for joining us. This podcast is a live stream, so feel free to add any comments or questions that you may have down in the question spots below on Facebook and on uh, YouTube. Uh, Surviving the Badge is a podcast where the three of us, retired cops, are going to discuss all the issues um, that helped us survive the badge. We will be telling war stories, discussing topic, topical issues, trends in law enforcement, the law, true crime, and anything else we freaking want to talk about because it's our podcast. Uh, warning, this podcast will be discuss, discussing mature content. This is not for children. This is not for you know little kids. There's going to be a lot of cursing. There is going to be some drinking and some joke telling, so please. Do not let your children watch this. Make sure you like, subscribe, and hit that notification bell on YouTube, please. That helps us out a little bit, and we appreciate everyone that is watching for being here. Thank you very much. Let me introduce my co-host here. We have Mr. Camille. Hey, how you doing? We have Mr. John. Collectively, we have 75 years of law enforcement experience between us. Um, we have many years of um, experience in investigations, in road patrol, uh, drugs and narcotics divisions, and um, traffic. So uh, there's a plethora of experience in this room. Um, so the way we want to start out is um, we, we each have questions that we formulated to speak about this evening. And any questions that you guys you know want to hear about or want to want to post, on one of the venues that we've listed, either YouTube or Facebook. I'll try to get to them. So if I'm not looking at the camera, guys, it's because I'm trying to check out and see the comments on here and answer some of you guys' question. So I'm going to start off with my first um, comment was, do you miss being a cop? You know, I thought about this long and hard when I wrote that question. I miss the camaraderie you know, with all the guys and the gals and, and meeting up and joking and, and, you know, messing around and, and some of the action. Yeah, I miss that. Um, do I miss dealing with, you know, some of the problems, the, the, the political stuff? And no, not at all. I don't miss any of that. And in today's environment, um, I, everybody I know when I got out January of 2020, they're like, oh, my God, did you plan that? And I'm like, well, yeah, but I didn't know the pandemic was coming and all the other associated mess that's, that's been going on the last uh, almost two years. So uh, I miss facets of being a cop. But So uh, scale from zero to 100, what percentage do you miss being a cop? 100% being, I would sign back up today. Um, 15, 20%. Really? Yeah. And everything else is just bullshit. Yeah. I the same. Really? Yeah. How about you? So, well, when I left, I do now I would I would have gone back before I would now um, I I miss you know I miss patrol I miss investigations the, the weird thing is you got out earlier than we did I got out a good time but when we got out both of us left in 2020 January 2020 that was right when everything changed dramatically oh yeah with huge differences so you're looking back at it, and it's still the same job. Right. You know, whereas I actually stayed on as a reserve for a little while, and I was working in schools, and then they they asked me not, you know, schools closed down, so I've been doing that. They said, don't come back. I ended up, you know, never going back because of, you know, then all the other riots and all that stuff. And my family was, I took the uniform off once, well, I put it back on and, you know, put myself in danger, put my family in danger. Um, and not the sure. danger part, more the liability ish aspect of it. I mean, even though I was working in a school, you know, that only went up to like third grade, you know, nowadays, you know, an angry parent comes down and all of a sudden, you know, some body camera footage or some phone, cell phone video comes out. And yeah. Cops are being charged with crime and stuff like that. Well, you know, I, Ronnie and I were talking <coughs> about this. Hey, um, want to give a shout out to Steven? Our you first sharer on here, he said, what's up? What's up? <laughs> Thanks for joining. 
Uh, Ronnie and I were talking about this. I, I forgot who we were talking about. We but we were talking about how there's been the issue of um, what is it? Uh, oh shoot, I'm having a, a brain fart on liability. Uh, qualified immunity. Qualified immunity. Oh yeah. And how there's such a misunderstanding of that, and how right. a lot of cities are trying to remove that from law enforcement, and it's it's like. You can't remove qualified immunity. Ronnie, why don't you tell us what qualified immunity actually is? Or are you busy? I'll, I, I'm sorry. I'm that's trying, okay. So trying to give my understanding head. of qualified immunity is if I'm doing the job hmm. and somebody's fighting me and I take him down and we fall um, and he is injured in the fall, I'm protected because what I was doing, he committed a crime, felony, misdemeanor, whatever it is, and he was fighting resisting arrest and it was a lawful arrest. And he's injured. I the action took place while I was under the law, under cover of. The well, law. I mean, essentially, and qualified immunity does not only apply to law enforcement. Officers. Right, but what we're so focusing elected on elected official, I'm, exactly. But elected officials have qualified immunity as well. Right, because what it's basically saying is, if you are lawfully doing your job, right, you can't be held liable for what happens. By you doing your job lawfully, right? So a lot of a lot of cities were trying to remove that. I think a lot of it had to do with ignorance of what it actually was. Well, right. like New York has actually passed a, I guess, a city ordinance or whatever, how whatever their city codes, how, however they qualify that. I don't know if that actually works anyway. I'm not an attorney, but qualified immunity is something that's basically based on constitutional law, right? So, well, so let me speak it's, to it's going to have to take a challenge in either right. the state Supreme Court or the mm -hmm. U.S. Supreme Court. And let me talk from the cop side, okay? Um, I can tell you that it's hard enough right now. I, just, I was just listening to a broadcast today. It's hard enough right now to find good, qualified people that want to be police officers. And when they start doing stuff like this, taking away qualified immunity uh, and all the stuff that's going on right now, it is going to be virtually impossible to find good quality people that want to be law enforcement officers and stay in this job and make a career out of it. And what you're going to end up with is a bunch of rookies that don't, don't know any shit better. and they're out here fucking up the works because they don't know shit. Right. And all your quality cops have left. Listen, I see supervisors now that absolutely I know in some of these smaller agencies don't have five, six years experience. And they're supervising two or three people that have six months, three months, one year experience. It's crazy. It's insane. So on this broadcast, they were talking about it and they were talking about out West in uh, Washington and all how the crime rate in Atlanta and, and, and way out in Washington, they're talking about the crime rate is skyrocketing. Right. And I'm like, well, Hmm. Defund the police. All your police are leaving, retiring, quitting, or they just don't want to go out and do their job because they're scared to death. They're going to get sued or freaking arrested, you know, or something else, tried and persecuted. So they're just doing the bare minimum. So what happens? It's a broken window theory. Yep. What happens? It spreads. Crime goes up. Yep. Here's a question for next week, folks. Do your homework. What is the broken window theory? Yeah, All right. yeah, along, along those lines, it, it has a, it has a, and, and it's what you're saying, it has a trickle down. Okay, so you have fewer cops. Crime's going to go up. But that also affects the people who just had a, a bicycle stolen. Cops are not going to show up to that if there's not enough cops to show up to anything else. And it's, the, the community is is facing a disservice from the city or the county. Well, this hey, hold on. Shout out to Tim. Thank you for watching. Thanks hey, a lot. Tim. Danielle, David, Mike, Stephanie. Right, look at all that. We really appreciate you guys tuning in. Thank you and for giving us a comment. If you have a question or something, let us know. One of the things that you know you've seen all the videos now of like out in LA, um, all the, the stores, uh, I think it was like a CVS and a, um, TJ Maxx and, you know, where people are just literally walking in, loading up garbage bags and walking out of the store. Right. And they're trying to say, well, crime has not risen. Well, part of that is because that's not considered a crime anymore. And you don't call the police when the police won't do anything. Crime statistics only are there when there is a report of a crime. Right. But if you call the police to say someone stole $800 worth of property, they're like, that's just a 
I don't know what ordinance is, now. It's an ordinance or something like that, Prop 42, which made it so that, you know, it's not being prosecuted. Yeah. Okay. So as a police officer, why are you going to deploy your assets to that crime when it's not even being prosecuted? The worst you can get is a, is a summons. Yeah. A ticket. And that's when you just look at them and say, all right, all right, yeah. sorry, no. All right, so go ahead. You've got a question. Let's move on to one of yours. Well, John, and this is something that I had, I had thought about um, when, specifically after the uh, Derek Chauvin incident, um, some things about how, how we can improve law enforcement, you know, from patrolmen all the way up. Okay, so I, I just wrote a little couple of bullet points for where each person could. It sounds more like a, a, a PhD dissertation. Criminal justice reform from patrolman to judge. Well, there you go. There's a, that's, <laughs> a, that's, a, that's a PhD dissertation right well, there. Well, because we all have a part in changing it. Okay, John. Reader's Digest version. I will. <laughs> Not the John yeah, version. No, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe comic book version. <laughs> <laughs> we can comment on each of them. Yeah. Okay. I need a beer for this, guys. How many Grab pages? a beer. Look, look at John has. Look at all. This is just for one question. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> Your mom. <laughs> uh, so, patrol. You got to maintain professionalism and you control your scene. Okay, so if you see people acting like knuckleheads, call them out. By people, I mean other officers. You know, we'd have to call our, our, our own. Right, and you have to call our own people out if they're, they're messing up. Okay. Can I address that? So so a lot of people, and, and, I, and maybe other agencies, the agencies I've, I've worked in, um, we had each other's back. Hey, so, thanks for joining us, Tyler, on YouTube. Appreciate it. Sorry about that. No, we had each other's back to a point, but I mean, me specifically, I, my I had an incident with a, another officer where he was actually arrested because he was committing crimes, and that's how it should be. We have each other's back, you know, protect each other, you know, on scenes and stuff. But if if the officer is screwing up outside the bounds or committing a crime. We need to call them on it. And we, yeah. if they need to go to jail, they need to go to jail. But Absolutely. Sherry just joined us also. Thank you, Sherry. Appreciate but you jumping if in If you're there. seeing someone, like I said, act like a knucklehead, I'm not saying specifically even committing a crime. Right. Okay. I oh, no. We got Ryan on here. What's up? <laughs> I was talking. That's all right. Hey, these people are more important. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> then John, yes. Yeah. Me? No. no I, I had an officer who was treating a person in custody inappropriately. Nothing against law. I mean, just making wise comments and stuff like that. And I'm like, not professional. Was that, that me? No, nah, that wasn't me. I was like, <laughs> you can leave my scene. Right. Hey, Peter's on the line. All right. Hey, Pete. You know, but there's only so much a patrolman can do, but you do have a role in this. You got to maintain your professionalism and you've got to control your scene. And, and I can tell you, it's hard because some of these people you arrest, especially if they're drunk, they become Richard Craniums. Oh, absolutely. Kind of. Absolutely. What does that stand for, Camille? Just uh, not a nice person. Okay. <laughs> okay. Next it stands for dickhead. Sergeant. Just, just All right. Again, this is fair. the uh, Reader's Digest version. Sergeants, get to know your officers and intervene early. Okay, you start noticing a pattern of problems or something, you gotta call it in early. Don't just like, well, he's going through some problems and we'll just let it, it'll take care of itself. You've got to intervene. That's true, very true. You know, I was I was talking <clears throat> to my, um, my students and I asked you all, all the time and you answered the right question because you were a sergeant forever. But I uh, talk, we talked about promotions and sergeant positions and I said, okay, let's let's put it this way. Um, you're a sergeant, and you've got an officer calls her over radio that he's in pursuit of a vehicle northbound at 90 miles an hour. Okay, what's you as a sergeant? What's the first thing you say? You know, and, and, and they and they come up with a you know a bunch of questions because they don't they don't have that experience. But every time I ask Ronnie, he says, "What are your charges?" <laughs> Very, yeah, that's right. You know, you've got to be that you got to be that higher looking down, not be right. You, you got to be the Learn not the dog, right? But as a supervisor, yeah. But you've got to intervene early, you know, you, you got to, Let me go into that from a supervisor's 
point of view. Okay. You know what used to aggravate the hell out of me? Because we would tell them, right? We would say, here's the policy. I taught Pitt. I taught Evoc, all that. We'd go over the policies out there. You go over the policies, you know, in briefing, whatever. And you get out there and, and you know what the policy is. You cannot chase unless it's a forceful felony. And bigger than shit, they, you'd have to ask them. Or you'd have to tell them to break it off. And I'm like, if I have to tell you to break it off and it wasn't because there was some kind of circumstance that happened and you were allowed to pursue and now you're not allowed to pursue, so I had to break it off. But if you're just take off after them for speeding or for whatever, and I have to tell you to break it off, you violate a policy. So sometimes we're our worst enemy too. Right. You know but, what I'm saying? But we're in our that worst case, enemy. Hold, that hold on a second. LT, you gotta you gotta remember back when you were an officer. I remember you and I in a in a pursuit, and we both violated policy. But the law wasn't <laughs> as much as as it is now. That it we just came out, it, it, but that still had. And we got and we got our butts in trouble for it too. That's what I'm saying is that's got to be addressed immediately. You know, like deal with that. Don't be like and that. It was. It's it's not a big deal. We had, had a whole, I don't a whole think IA about it and everything. That's why I like Nextels. Oh, wow. <laughs> hey, there's, an agency, there's an agency near where we used to work who was famous for next hell pursuits. Yeah. Nothing went over the radio, it was all over the next hell. And I used to laugh. And uh, if you're watching tonight, you know who you are. <laughs> yeah, you and I, you and I, it was, I think, I, I tried a roadblock. We had, what, four people in the pursuit, four cars in the pursuit. Caravanning. I, I, caravanning. I think I passed. A slower because you're not allowed to pass. Mm. Hey, Kat, um, thanks for joining us. Good to see you on here. I hey. think I violated a total of four, five policies, mm -hmm. but I got in trouble for it. There was an IA. Mm -hmm. And you know what? And I tell my students this all the time I say, if you lie, it's far worse than anything else. I always said, you know, as a patrolman, the <laughs> most important thing you do is tell your sergeant the truth. Right. Oh, absolutely. That was one of my big major things. I will do everything I can do to make it as light on you as possible if you tell me the truth. I've got a comment here. This is funny. From Pete, of course. Okay. Yeah. It says, in Smokey and the Bandit, if Sheriff, Sheriff Buford T. Justice <laughs> had actually managed to catch the Bandit at the truck race at the end of the movie, could he have actually arrested him how exactly does hot pursuit arrest authority work? We will write that down and we will cover that in the next episode yeah, because that. that's a very long uh, subject there when it comes and, to hot pursuit. And, and Texas and Arkansas's law might be different than Florida's. Right. So in Florida Texas, law, the short of it is, yes, if I am in fresh, they call it fresh pursuit, not hot pursuit. If I am in fresh pursuit and I've activated my emergency equipment, lights, whatever, going out of my jurisdiction in fresh pursuit. Yes, I can chase him until the dogs come home, but yeah, I, we lost sight of him so many times. No, and he reinstituted the pursuit in smoking the bandit. That was not that was not correct. Yeah, and and the arrest procedure out of state out of county, it right. gets a little technical. Right. You can't just throw him in the back of your car and drive. Home. You can drive you back. can again maintain fresh pursuit. Right. But once you get out of your state or wherever you have jurisdiction, you know, in, like in Florida, it's county line. Um, so you cross over the county. But you could be you could be in Nassau County, which is right. right on right just right. Isn't Nassau like one of those border counties, or Columbia County, Georgia, Florida? Oh, if you chase somebody into <coughs> Georgia, so yeah. But I, Georgia, I believe, would make the formal arrest. Yeah, they have right. Just like if we go out of county, that county, you take them to their booking. You give them their paperwork, they make the actual arrest, then you can transport them back. Right. But you have to get All right. So you're next. Oh, oh, no, we're no. We're, oh we got sergeants. Okay. Did you not see well, this? We're, we're 20 minutes in, so we need to we need to get rolling. Okay, admin, you gotta back the troops and have fair and consistent discipline. Totally agree. Okay. Unions, you gotta let bad cops out. Let them get fired. Yeah. We we fight too hard to keep bad cops on the job just because he's a union member. Hey, Big Sean's on YouTube. Oh, Big Sean. Hey, how many times do you hear, unfortunately, one is too many, but you hear, um, and I think I, you guys even know about this incident, where an officer gets released or asked to because of sexual harassment, and then another agency picks him up. Right. And you're like, what are you expecting to happen? 
and then it happens again at the other agency. Hi, Angela. You know, right. It's going to happen. So, um, prosecutors, you got to bring appropriate charges against officers if it's necessary, but also prosecute, you know, criminals too. You know, if they break the law. Yeah, totally agree. Uh, judges, fair but firm sentencing. Um, well, that's never going to happen. I know. The media, be truthful. <laughs> Unselected yeah. reporting. I know that's not going to happen either. Wait, wait. Did you say the media be truthful? I know. I know. <laughs> because okay. that's a beer guzzle moment. Yeah. Um, citizens support police by treating us with respect. Parents hold your kids accountable. Okay. And in retrospect, on on the citizens holding treating us with respect, law enforcement <clears throat> has to treat the citizens with respect. Oh, absolutely. And I would say ninety nine percent of them do. But there's always that one percent, and that's what the media and the public and everybody focuses that on. Goes back to number one. Is that one percent? Right. You know, maybe it was me because I was in patrol a long time ago. No, it couldn't be you. But I always drove around with my window down. Yeah, always. Yeah. I never see cops now with their window down. Well, it's hotter now. Oh, okay. Global <laughs> 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 warming. Even though it's just a window, there's still that. Barrier. I didn't ride. Around, I didn't ride around with it all the way down, especially in the freaking day shift in summertime. But I tried to keep both sides cracked at least that much, because you could hear breaking glass, you could hear screeching, you could hear somebody yelling. But then you again, know, you know, then you drive down a road and there's sprinklers going off into the middle. Yeah, well, you, know. you know that's the problem. And it causes you to crash. And yeah. The sign is terrible. And yeah, hey, awesome. hey, speaking of uh, passenger side, man, do you remember the the crank windows where you had to reach? Somebody oh, would wave you God. down. The old crank windows, and they'd be on your passenger side. You'd be leaning over. All right, for any of you youngins, <laughs> he's right. We had old police cars. We used to get um, reconditioned FHP cars. Okay, and we'd buy them for our agency, and we'd use them well. Like he said, to roll the passenger side window down, and invariably somebody would always walk up to the passenger side. Mm -hmm. And it, it took a few years for us complaining about having our right-handers, John didn't have that problem, us right-handers laying on our gun to reach over and undo the window in traffic. Now, I'm not talking about if you're stopped, you're in a parking lot, you just get out. But in traffic, somebody would be like, officer, 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 you have to reach over, lay down, roll the window down. So we finally told them, this is a safety issue, guys. We, You need electric windows. They've had them out now for like 50 years. Hello, can we please get some electric windows? Hello, and yes, we had wheel guns. And no, I didn't ride a goddamn horse when I started this job. Yes, you did. Oh, bullshit. But I do remember we had... first issued weapon was a slingshot, I'm just saying. <laughs> No, when, it was that thing that, that he killed. Uh, well, it's a yeah, sling. Yeah, sling. Well, when you and I worked together at, at the agency, we, 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 all, all we had was a 357. We had no pepper spray, no ASP, no PR24, no nothing. Remember what the chief always said? All you need is a set of these. Yeah. yeah. All you need is a set of I these know. and you're good to go. Hey, Leslie. Hey, Brandon. Appreciate y'all joining us on Facebook and leaving us a comment. It's awesome. Thank you for being in here. Appreciate it. All right, Camille, hey. are you done now? No, yeah. I'm sorry. Well. I didn't want to cut you off there. Sorry. Justin Ford is Somebody has to. Yeah, yeah I know. So, all right. Um, oh, wait. We have a question? I no. think I'd like a beer. I think oh. it's time for beer moment. All right. As part of this show, what we're going to try to do on every show is take just a couple of minutes and try out a new beer that either we haven't had ever or that we haven't had in a very long time. We try to go with a craft beer, obviously, um, from what do they call microbrewery. And uh, so John brought us, what is it called here, John? Read it off to us. It Pete, is this is for you. Persimmon Hollow Daytona Dirty Blonde Blonde Ale. I don't know if you can now, see that on the camera. Persimmon Hollow is a microbrewery in the land, Florida. And I got this particular beverage at a convenience store called Kenny's Grocery. Um, they have over 300 different craft beers. They're located in, in Orange City at 1792 and French Avenue. Stop by. Excellent stop place. By. Excellent stop place. by. Mention you saw us, you know, saw it on here. Yeah, but you saw them surviving the badge. 
uh, podcast. So, all right. So here we go. Cheers, gentlemen, to the first show. The first show. And cheers, cheers to our audience. Thank you. Here we go. All right. Clean the palate. Mm-hmm. It's good beer. I haven't had beer in a month. I know. Mm. You drink that whiskey. I know. That's not bad. Maybe I'll mix it. No, don't do that. 4.1% alcohol. It's a little hoppy. Got yeah. a little bit of a hop. But I don't think it's an IPA. Yeah. It's, it's no, no, it's not. Ale. But it's it's a um, blonde ale. So, no, it's good. All right. So, um, one, one to ten. I give it a six. Six and a half. Six? Yeah. All right. What do you give? Um, I'll probably go with a six. That's good. I'm going to say, uh, yeah, five and a half, six, only because I'm not a real, I don't like beers that are that are on the hoppy side, but uh, I, I'd actually go strong six. Yeah, it's very good. It's refreshing. It's good. And if you know of a brewery you want us to try, well, we're going to get it. To try. God knows I've tried enough of them. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, so Thomas Barr and beer, right? Hey, <laughs> Marie, Marie's on here with us. Hey, Marie. We got, oh. um, who else is on here with us? Um Miles is here with us. Dustin. Wow, this is fantastic, guys. I think I mentioned uh, Leslie. That's my cousin, by the way. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, does she admit to that, though? Well, she probably doesn't if she's smart. <laughs> hey, let me let me just tell you. I, I got to tell you just real fast because I owe it to this man. There's a guy on here right now. I'm just going to use his first name, and I hope he's listening right now. His name is Mike. And... Mike was one of my very first training officers. And let me tell you something. Thanks a lot, buddy. Mike was Mike was about this big. Okay. Okay. <laughs> five six, five seven, five, five, eight. I can't remember. I'm six three. Right. So he was like yeah. here. And about this big around, okay. Probably 150, 60, well, maybe not even that much. With a uniform on 160. Let me tell you something. This this guy was a freaking pit bull, man. Yeah. This guy wasn't afraid of nothing, nowhere, no how. And he taught me more in the month that I unfortunately got involved in a in a in a pretty stinky incident in, in the agency that we worked at. And he ended up retiring. And uh but I'm gonna tell you what man this guy I owe I would say 90% of my success to that first month I rode with him. He was unbelievable. So I just want to give you a shout out to you Mike. Thank you, buddy. All right. Okay. So speaking of experience, uh, we we talked about you know, uh, miss being a cop. So what was your favorite part about being a cop? Like, so I know <laughs> you did you did patrol and you did. I gotta read this comment. I'm sorry. <laughs> Sean Sean says he was moob high on Ronnie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the kind of stuff I love. All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, I know uh, Ronnie did patrol and, and administration, a little bit of narcotics, and I did investigation. What was what was your favorite part of everything? <clears throat> well, ironically, when I went through the academy, I was like, Oh, now I can see the comments on on YouTube. I couldn't see them before. Well, so Sorry. We're trying to do a show. I know. I, yeah. Well, these guys are what counts. Were you Sorry. blocking it? I didn't know how to open it. <laughs> <laughs> it's our IT guy. Right? All right. Yeah. Our Somebody IT says, guy. That's our, says, our fearless leader. <laughs> Somebody says, clearly, John has all the brains on the show. <laughs> clearly. I told you that. <laughs> I said, I said, John's wife. Brains in the second year. <laughs> so, anyway. Oh, God. Is that just group four side? I know, right? So, thanks, Sean. So, anyway. I said I didn't want to be a traffic cop. The one thing I didn't want to do, I thought I want to be investigations. That's all I want to do. And after doing the job, you know, in the first couple of years, I'm like, traffic is where it's at. This is where you meet all people. Meet, you know, that's where you're doing stuff. Says an investigator. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you caught that grumble. It was a. Tell not you can tell investigators. You mentioned traffic crash. Oh. When a traffic cop works, and an investigator works at finding how not to work. Yeah, of course. Okay, because that makes a smarter yes. investigator. So, so what do you do when you get there to work? You have breakfast, right? Of course. And 
then you plan where you're going for lunch. Absolutely. For about two or three hours. I'll get to your question in a minute, Tyler. So. Just a minute, Tyler. I'll get to your yes. question. All right. Okay. So, so anyway, you've been there. You know how it is. Training is where you know you actually had a lot more interaction with everyone and stuff like that. So I enjoyed that part. And I, I mean, I like patrol. I like obviously I like responding to hot calls and things like that. That's one and and doing our job, but also with traffic. You know, you get to apply your your knowledge with search and seizure and things like that. And that that's what I like to do is apply the knowledge that I have. Okay. LT. Um, the question that was brought up by Tyler, you posted on your social media about the new camera laws. Do you actually foresee this going through? This would, would create quite the social stink. I'm not quite sure what he means. By so he's talking about, I put on Instagram that I think Texas was trying to impose a law that made it a violation to video law enforcement. Now, the news put it, it's a, it's a violation to video law enforcement. When I read the article, it said violation to video law enforcement within 25 feet. Um, and we can talk. I know uh, John's going to talk about video cameras. We could address that. But well, you're talking about body cameras. Yeah, that's yeah, well, yeah. different. It, it's, well, cops are wearing it, a body. I camera. think it right. still falls within the, that purview of that area. We can address that. We can well, address I think it will area. create quite the the social uh, stink if if they stop that. However, I think the officer's safety is paramount to. People whining and pissing and moaning about, oh, I can't even film. You know, it's a free country. I can't walk up to the cops and stick them in their face. Um, I think that I'm, I'm, I would support a law that said you have to be within 25 feet or give it, you know, some kind of a sense where you're not interfering with their job or anything else. Because to answer your question even further, Tyler, go on Google or anywhere else and just look up some of the weapons that are made out of cell phones, pens, briefcases, um, what, what's the other one? A camera, just regular cameras. And they hired, they, they hide 22 Magnum shells in them. And uh, some even bigger. Some of them are like 38 special rounds in some of the larger phones and all. Um, I'm not saying that everybody with a camera is going to shoot a cop. What I'm saying is we never know. I mean, they make toys, gun, or guns that look like Freaking plastic Mattel toys now. Yeah, yeah but and actually fire you know, weapons. Speaking of that law, which I wasn't familiar with that new Texas law that you're talking about. I don't know if it's going through, but that is the proposal. But he says who will be the judge for the 25 feet. So well, but and but that's that, what I'm saying. It's gonna be tough. That's where I was gonna go with this because the problem is, okay, it just says the law says your constitution says you're allowed to videotape police officers doing their job. And I think and I think that civilians should be able to and they should. Okay. Now what a lot of times when you see officers confronting citizens about videotaping them and all that stuff, their argument is you're encroaching on my space and you're, you're a safety hazard. Yep. Okay. So maybe the 25 feet wasn't to make sure they stay far enough away. It was a matter of now we at least have a bright line where we can say, if you go any closer, they can perceive that as a threat. You know, but it gives you an interference because in, in your lawful duties. I've, I've seen some cell phone cameras. Yeah. Okay. If I'm standing 25 feet away, I can probably get a pretty good shot of what the police officers are. Right. I, uh, I, okay, uh, hold on, hold on. Before we move on. Another comment about my brains. It says, uh, <laughs> yeah, they say, they say you're a freaking idiot. Um, so who will be the judge of the 25 feet? Good question. So, you know, it's going to be, no, are we going to just run a tape major out there or whatever? I think it's no. going to change to, Wording as a reasonable distance, just like anything else, reasonable. And I look at it this way: if the cop tells you, reasonable suspicion. If the cop tells you, you need to back up, and and he can take two steps and touch you. I think you're too damn close. You don't need to be. What's right the reactionary there? distance? Twenty-one feet. Twenty-one feet, guys. Twenty-one feet is a proven, taught, and trained reactionary gap between a suspect. And a police officer, he pulls a knife, he has it in his hand. If he's under 21 feet close to you, he knows he's going to attack and, you, and the officer does not. He's going to get caught, possibly, you know, seriously wounded or whatever. So I think that's probably why. 
Um, but the rest of his thing was, will the officer have to then leave the current scene to then battle a law over being recorded? Well, no. What will happen is he'll continue what he's doing as long as that person isn't getting so close that he's an immediate threat to him, depending on what he's doing, and he will just radio for backup. When the backup gets there, then they will deal with the individual who has, you know, violated that law. It's going to be touchy, Tyler. I, I do appreciate the input. Because I can imagine, let's say you have a a, a police line, a riot line. There's going to be people right in the officer's face. They're going to be That's recording. Right. That's not 21 feet. No, and, and I think I think the biggest thing about the law is, or should, in my mind, is record cops. Great. But if you, when you start interfering in their lawful performance, that's when we have. And right. that's a law right now. Right. right. But the problem is, is it's subjective. It is. The officer but that's what the courts are for. That's what the courts are Exactly. But now at least if they can say, well, 25 feet, okay, well, it was within 25 And I think feet. it's going to fall back to the law that we have right here in Florida. Right. Which I was just talking about. Resisting an officer. Everybody goes, you're resisting arrest. No. The law doesn't say, for those of you that don't know the law and are new to this, the law does not say resisting arrest. The law says resisting an officer. And what that law states is, is that in the, if the officer is in the lawful performance of his duty, and by you doing whatever you are doing, you are stopping him from, the, from performing his lawful duty, you go to jail. Uh, that's plain and simple, and that's been on the books for a very long time. It's nothing yeah. new, and it's and it's new. You say, listen, you need to step away. I always gave one warning. Oh, you always if they were drunk, I gave them two. Right. They can't you, you say, listen, I'm, I'm trying to deal with something here. You're interfering. You need to step away. Well, I'm not stepping away, sir. You're interfering with my lawful performance here. You need to step away, and if you don't, you're, you're going to go to jail. And if they come back, then you can't. You that's you. You can't just because then you lose. And Sean brought up a good point. Sean on here brings up a good point. I think it would be applied sparingly, and it would be grossly evident they were closer than twenty-five feet. Very well said. I totally agree with you there. It's going to have to be pretty apparent that they were right up in your face, or you know. And you're going to have. And you're going to have. You're going to have two sets of videos. Absolutely. In court. You're gonna have the officer's video and and the, and the citizen's video. And the judge will decide. Can get it. Okay, but yeah, but I mean, but for a well, while, if he wants to defend himself, well, there if you really want to do it, you know, I mean, they have triangulation, triangulation methods yeah. where they. Brandon, Brandon says, "How close were you to becoming a firefighter?" Actually, if I would have scored four points less on the exam, I would have had to settle to be a firefighter. So thank God I posted a good t a good score on that test. I actually you mean, you mean, you mean, fire you mean America's second responders? Well, the second responders, yeah. <laughs> Just kidding, Brandon. We I, love you, brother. We love you. I do know three <laughs> firefighters were thinking about doing a podcast, and they staged waiting to see if our podcast was safe. Yeah, they want to make sure it's safe before they do theirs. I'm just saying. So, LT, favorite part of the job? Favorite part of the job? Um, being a sergeant Yeah, and being on motors. Because okay. I had to bust both worlds. I was a sergeant, so I didn't have to go around all the reports, and I was on a motor. So it was. I, I absolutely loved being on a motor. I, that was the best. How many different ever. bikes you um, mix. Um, Kawasaki, Harley Davidson, Yamaha. No, I'm sorry, not Yamaha. The Honda. And uh, well, BMW. You, which one was your favorite? Um, for just riding, uh, my favorite was the uh, the Harley. As a cop, as a cop, it was like, comfortable. Just like for cruising, like okay. when we were going, you know, just riding. The Harley was my favorite. What about the overall good? cut? Bike? Overall, the KZP 1000 by Kawasaki. Is that, a chip, is that the chips bike? That's the chips bike. Yeah. And let me tell you something. That bike was absolutely <laughs> phenomenal. I mean, yeah. it would turn on a dime. It was fast. Um, the quickest bike I ever rode was the uh, was the Honda we had. That Honda um, 1300. The Jetsons Mobile, right? The Jetsons Mobile. <laughs> Dude, that thing <laughs> was a rocket ship. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't ride that for many years because uh, I would have got killed on that. It's like Adam 
God rest his soul, my buddy Adam. Um, he said, he looked over me one day we were doing a call, and he looked over me and he goes, Holy shit, man, these bikes are fast. <laughs> I said, Yeah, they are. I think our wheels came off the ground in like three gears, you know, not very far, right. but like, yeah. oh my, yeah, you had to throttle that clutch because the BMWs. Had the um, yeah, I know nothing about bikes. Well, the BMW Talk had me like I'm a firefighter. I forget what the, <laughs> I forget what it's called, but when if you try to pop a wheelie, it wouldn't let you. Do. All right, um, it, it kept it from doing that. Yeah. Um, the Honda didn't have that. You can yeah. you can stand that thing straight up there. Yeah, it was scary. Nate Kawasaki's, but we're talking 1985 or 80 or 88 when I rode one of the Kawasaki's. So, so why yeah. did Kawasaki stop making bikes if they were so good? I don't know well, why. I don't know why. Well, they they came back. Okay. They came back in uh, the mid two thousands, I think it was, and made one like the Jetsons mobile, but it was it was it just didn't last very. The plastics were melting on them. They had some issues with them, but they were they were yeah. They were, it was like a ninja. Okay. KZ thirteen hundred. It was or whatever it was called, right. but it was a ripper. But uh, yeah. The, the, the cruise in this bike, though, was that Harley. Yeah. Man, it just sounded good. <laughs> you put two of them going down the road together, and it just sounded good. And then I got in trouble because I uh, somebody had, had donated some uh, louder pipes. So I came home one afternoon and pulled the other end pipes off, put the louder ones on there. And uh, one of the old chiefs, he goes, dude, seriously? I went, what? He goes, seriously? Because every time I'd go under a bridge, blah, 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 blah. That's why I never, ever, ever wrote anybody for loud pipes on a motorcycle because I was guilty of it. You can't leave a double, double standard, man, you know? But, uh, yeah, anyway. That's why John never wrote anybody for DUI. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Uh, hey, thanks for joining us, Michael. I just saw you pop in there. How many donuts could you do in a row without dumping it? Oh, at least three. At least three. I could stuff three of them suckers in my mouth without dumping it. <laughs> Thanks, you smart ass. <laughs> oh, that's great. Good comments on here. We're getting a lot of really good comments. This awesome. is great. This is uh, awesome. My favorite was investigations, but I missed patrol because at the end of the day, you were done. Right. Yeah. Turn this way a little bit. No, sorry. Everybody wants to see that pretty face. Nobody wants to see that. <laughs> I have a face. I have a face for radio. Everybody yeah, knows. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Um, Shave it as, and walk backwards. Right. As an investigator, you you have cases. You come in the next day. You just have a you know you have a file for you. So. But see, that's why I couldn't stand that. I loved it. The best thing in the world is you take your work home. You come back because you still got that yep. shit in your right. mind. I when we that. had a THI, I was a stressed out maniac for a month until that thing was over because it's, it's you know, that's why I never went into investigation. Oh, I loved it, man. But, it now, was, drug investigations was different. Yeah. It was See, different. I knew I could never be a narc because I was such a bad actor. I was in a play in high school, and I think I got booed off stage. I knew that if <laughs> oh, I ever went into, like, you can off this program if you want. <laughs> if I ever... Like, oh, wait, 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 wait. He meant. <laughs> I he, didn't mean, he meant like this. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell where I went with that one, Michael. Sorry. That's what I thought. When I, I, read read I was thinking this. I, and I thought he just turned on it. Oh, oh yeah, I'll copy donuts. Well, hi, Amanda. Hi. It's funny, Mike, ah, Michael, because yeah. when we went out to uh, did our motor training, um, all the guys, not just me, all the guys, and there was guys that were way better than me. I mean, way, way better. They ran, they run circles around me, but I could take the Harley and seriously just sit there and do a continuous circle, dragging the uh, footboard on it and just continually drag it. So uh, it became super easy after I went through the school and Johnny was the one that taught me. I mean, he was a phenomenal teacher. So was the Harley the best to do that? It, well, no. Well, to drag. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You had to lay the Honda down. So that, I mean, it literally was, was, like this to get the pegs to drag because they were up higher. Okay. And the Harleys were way down low. So, I mean, yeah, it was nothing. So, which one was heavier? Uh, the Harley, yeah. by, by far. Could you lift it? Did, don't they teach you how to lift that? 
Yep, and yep. You got to put your butt on the seat. You jack the handlebar in. You grab this side of it. Yeah. You push with your butt. You just lift it up, roll it up, and then you kick kick stand out and let it down. Yeah, mm -hmm. it was they were heavy. Sorry. Okay, I'm glad we clarified that. <laughs> now I want a donut. Thanks. <laughs> we're cops. Of course we want donuts. <laughs> John says those aren't circles. Those are orbits. <laughs> I love this. This is great. Oh, what's the smart asses? Um, anyway, so as an investigator, I love the job. I love yeah. Pete. I love just like solving puzzles and stuff so much that my my wife and my kid kids have given me an order: never ever um, guess who did it in TV shows and movies. Oh. Out loud, I yeah. can't because they're yeah. like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I had to, but I did as an investigator miss being on patrol because, like I said, at the end of the day, you're done. There's nothing hanging over. Yeah. And I knew lots of patrol That's cops. What's great about patrol, right? A lot of people kept their right. entire mm -hmm. life in patrol. Give your shout out. Oh, so uh, Kristen, you ready? No, I'm good. I realize it's a regular size can. And Raul can drinks the monster cans, but no, this is how it comes. But it's a good beer. You should, if you ever come down to Florida, you can try it. Kristen is my niece, by the way. Okay, this was a this was a uh, birthday present. This is a globe. Obviously, sits in a nice little holder. Um, it has from my son Stephen. It has Jack Daniels. Hold on. Oh, I don't want to think. Let me get it right. It has Jack Daniels single barrel barrel proof whiskey in it. Here, you're not getting it's the bunch. water. No good. We're not getting the bunch. Trust me. Just the this is the. Oh, that's good. This is the good good Thank stuff. You. Oh, you just had to dilute the water. Yeah. <laughs> the water was a little strong. Okay, now spin it so we can get the globe. Oh, we gotta get the globe right. Hold no, on. No, no, we need Florida. Florida. I was looking at the bird. Florida's yeah. right there. You are here. Sorry. All right. Um. So anyway, yeah, I, I just I like I like investigations and all that stuff. Running tags on your way home and finding out they were. I agree. No, no, no. I agree, Tyler. Why would you ever run a tag on your way home? Because you need a beer and a donut hour. Yes, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll handle the beer hour. Your dad. And oh, and what you were saying about loving traffic? I hated. I hated crashes. I hated. I didn't really I, the like worst crashes. Thing, the worst thing in the I world is like working. Crashes. Crash! I had a six-car crash. Love, Love them. <laughs> six Love them. Six the best was when I was training. Oh God! I hate and we'd so pull bad. up to a six-car crash, and like I, they'd be in like phase two, maybe early phase three, and you know, and then it's like, you know what? Right? Yeah. And they're like, that's uh, uh, what do I do? So, so David says, he says, got to get ABC Fine Wine and Spirits to sponsor this show. Like Mike's weather page. Hey, if you know somebody, please, we'd love to have a sponsor. It would be, be absolutely fantastic. fantastic. Uh, Vicky, thank you for joining us. I see you piped in. Why didn't I bring the donuts for the show? I don't know. I failed. He's done everything else, so we have to give him a little bit of a break. Everything else you see here, I, I got too busy, I guess. So, anyway. Um, yeah, yeah, crashes were the worst. Six car, one car, I just hated it. I hated it, hated it, hated it, hated it. And but did you hate it? I I hated it. <laughs> All right. What's your oh, what I was going to say. Wait, is, my next question. Wait, Hurry no, up. What I was going to say, why you guys keep interrupting um, is I knew I could never be a narc cop because I would get shot the very first deal. I'd go in there and say, excuse me, sir, can I buy some cannabis from you? And it would just be bad. It would, I would like to buy some drugs from you dudes. You know? Cannabis. <laughs> and then I would just, it would, it would just be bad. I, so, I mean, I worked some wires, perfect on wires, <laughs> but never used All right, that. so here, here's my next question. Um, how did you feel going to your first hot call? Uh, were you scared, excited, butterflies in the stomach? You know what? Um, so what about you, Camille? Um, no, you know what? By myself, you know what my yeah, yeah by yourself. My very first hot call was, I don't know if you were working that night. Remember we had an escape bank robber from the jail. Oh yeah, that was my I was that was day what? one on my own. 
Oh wow! <laughs> so wow, my my the, the uh, we ride down the street like this, handle <laughs> no, the gun. No, no, so this is what happened. So it, earlier that day, they said escape prisoner. So we set up a roadblock, and I'm sitting on on uh, whatever the road. Yes. Yeah. So ABC and I'm, road. Yeah, ABC road. And I'm <laughs> sitting on a roadblock, and all of a sudden, I hear over the radio, "I get you on northbound. I got to go northbound." Right, and it's your dad. Oh really? Yeah. So what what happened? What happened was what happened? Was, he doing the, was he doing the car foot? The guy was on on. I mean, no, no, it was breaking up. It was shitty, and the guy was, was on foot. It was shitty radios. So the guy came out of the woods, stole a lady's car at the Seven Eleven there, oh. and she's like, "Oh my car!" It just so happened your dad is turning that corner right there, and so he's screaming. So arms. he's northbound on you know what the Seven yeah, Eleven is yeah, on yeah. the west, yeah. and then he's coming around, and I jump in my car. Cones are probably still out there today. <laughs> no, I, I put them in the traffic truck. I four north, I four south. What sucked is we chased them for like five miles all around the county, and we chased them into a, a, a rest area. He jumps out, runs down the road. Sheriff's office just happens to see him, grabs him, throws him in the car. Next day, headlines: Sheriff. Sheriff's office arrests escape prisoner. Wow, really? Yeah. Those assholes. Those shit. <laughs> Deputies, you know what? Anyway, that was my very first day on my own. That's great. <laughs> what about you, John? First hot call on your own. On your own. I honestly don't remember my first hot call on my own. However, I do remember I was still in training, and I saw that there was a bank robbery. Hi, Lori. Thank you for joining us. Hey. In the city that we worked at. And I was coming in on night shift. <laughs> and but, yes, it was. And it wasn't just a bank robbery because now the, the bad guy came out, saw police, went back in, helped like four or five people. Oh, hostage. I was on vacation then. Oh, don't I call him late? So, anyway, oh. so now I'm driving into work at like 4 4.30. I didn't have to... My shift didn't start till six, and there's a THI on the highway. What? <laughs> so there's a THI. different jail <laughs> on I four. Okay, so I'm like, all right, well, I'll take it on the road. THI on the alternate road because here where we are, there aren't many ways to get. Right. From where I live to where we work. It took me like an hour and a half driving because I was still in training, so I'm driving a my POV. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yes, you before know, we had, yeah. Trying to get to a bank robbery. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm still in training. You know? And then by the time I get there, um Vicky says, I worked that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the probably no, the bank robbery. Yeah. <laughs> But, but that was the first day I was ever allowed to be on my own. I wasn't, I wasn't released from training, but we just didn't have enough cops to handle everything. Right. Yeah, so yeah. we had found his you know, planned getaway car, so I was protecting that. But how did you feel? I was excited as all hell and scared shitless. Oh, and you? No. So answer that. I am. Okay. I, I, it was freaking awesome. But you remember you mentioned those old FHP cars? Oh yeah. So I lost brakes about halfway through. <laughs> no, I'm like, Ford, please stop! Oh, please, stop. Even please stop! Please stop! Vex, they were LTDs. Yep. And and it was during the construction of yep. the main road there. Yep. And I'm like, oh my god, please stop! Please stop! Please stop! <laughs> <laughs> I did that one time in, in an agency that I worked at north of here, and and I was in an old um, Impala. But it was the big full size and power. Okay. 350, four barrel, dual exhaust. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. Here at a four barrel, 18 miles away. <laughs> and we're coming down and we're going, and it's a big fight in the projects. And, and I'm heading down in there, and, and I'd come all the way from the north end of town. Oh, so you're small. You know where the projects are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I guess south end of town. <laughs> pretty much. So we're coming through these stop signs, and one of the guys in front of me is in a diplomat, and he was able to stop. I hit the brakes. All I did was pick up the radio and said no brakes go <laughs> and he floored it and i mean i barely missed because there was a car coming around i couldn't yeah. swerve you know it's a, it's a bad sign when your brake goes yeah yeah Did he have a frosty in his car not that time 
Let's talk about Frosty. So about being, uh, so about <laughs> being scared. Yes, my first hot call was a uh, family disturbance, and I was scared shitless. I mean, I had butterflies. I thought I was going to freaking throw up. I mean, I was scared to death. And uh, this one, a lot of people don't understand. You know, these cops that are coming out of these rookies, when they're going on their first few calls like this by themselves. Unless there's something wrong with them, they're scared, and there's shit going on in their head that, you know, it, it you can't even imagine what goes on your head. Think about this, folks out there that are not in law enforcement. Think about if someone broke into your house, and you heard them in your living room, and you're going to come from your bedroom in the middle of the night out to the living room to confront somebody that's breaking into your house. You can't tell me, you know, you're going to have the tough guys, oh, I just blow his brains out. yeah. Well, deep down in the pit of your stomach, you'd be scared to death. And let me tell you something. It takes us several years before you get that out of your pit of your stomach where you're not scared anymore. And even depending on the situation, you're still not going to get it. Absolutely. You're still going to have those little butterflies. So, um, all right. So we're running a little bit short on time here, guys. We have been on almost an hour now already. Um, Somebody mentioned... Hey, Curtis, how you doing? Sergeant Frosty. Mm. Imagine that. Uh, So so can I set this up? Because I was there. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. I want to, somebody wanted me to to say something about pick. God rest his soul. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Give me your favorite. This is for you, David. Give me your favorite pick line on the radio. Don't use the agency. I know. Going to be here a while. uh, That's that's the only thing I can think of. uh, I'm oh, going 1050 on a hunk of junk. That's <laughs> what that's me. We'll have more pick stories as we go along. Would you believe 1050? Yeah, would you, yeah, would you I believe? If he hadn't had one in about two hours or so and it was in the middle of the night, yep. Although my favorite pick story, or one of my favorite pick stories. Is Make it quick. We're, we're almost um, done. He never, the only time he gave written warnings was on Christmas Day. Um, but he never would give a verbal warning. Oh, no. We ended up stopping a car based on a drug agent's um, probable cause, but that kind of evaporated and all that stuff. So there was like four patrol officers who stopped this car. We slowly peeled off until Pick was there all by himself. It's like, okay, Pick, how did you clear the call? Uh, you got to say verbal warning. <laughs> I told him not to do that again. He would he not, was say, not say verbal he would on not the radio. So I have to call BS on not verbal warning because my very first experience was even before I got hired with the agency because I was going to UCF speeding-ish yeah. down the road. <laughs> he stops me. I'm, I'm, and, and I said, well, sir, um, you know, I don't know if this has any weight whatsoever, but I just got a letter that I'm going to be employed by this agency starting next week. <laughs> so he stopped me the week before I started working there. He wrote my wife two months before I met her. He wrote her a ticket yeah. on, on one of the main roads. He gave me there. a warning. He did. Yeah, well, I'm telling you. Um, all right, so we will save Sergeant Frosty. Um, to the next episode because <laughs> that one is a trip and uh, yeah I, um, I man I wanted beautiful to, story I wanted to kill that rookie man <laughs> I wanted to kill him all right so guys we want to thank you so much for joining us and all of your comments out here on uh, Facebook and on YouTube it's been amazing I can't believe it's already been an hour it seems like we've only been doing this for like 15 minutes um, I hope you enjoyed the content. Please reach out to one of us with suggestions, you know, on topics, on how we can improve, how we can make it a little better. Um, you know, we're, we're new at this, guys. We are brand new at this. First time we've ever done anything live like this. Um, Camille's done podcasts, but it was just radio with a face like that. Imagine that. Um, but, you know, we're, we're going to continue to do this as long as people are interested and they want to come out and listen. I love your comments. Joey, thanks for joining us. I just saw you pop in. Um, um, but thank you for joining us. Please uh, go to, the, to the, um, the link for YouTube. Like the video, please, um, when, it's, when it's aired and, and you're able to. Subscribe to the channel. 
and hit that notification bell so that you will get a notification on there. Now we have friends. We oh, like Thaddeus is on. Thaddeus, Thaddeus is on. Hey. Hey. Did he get a coupon? No, he didn't get a coupon. Somebody must have gained free internet. Okay. <laughs> we have an email. They can send us letters too, right? Yes, we do have an email. Thank you for reminding me. It is, um, and it's on our it's on our page on Facebook, but it's retired cops rule at gmail.com retired cops plural rule at gmail um, we're on facebook we're on instagram um now we're on youtube um, yeah if you have any topic ideas we want to you want to hear about let us know send us an email um, absolutely but it's still our show we're going to talk thank you guys very much for joining us we really appreciate it and and good night. See you later.